Da, 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 da. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Loosehead Sports Show, the number one sports show on planet Earth. Proudly brought to you by Caffeine Gum Australia. If you're not chewing caffeine gum, fuck you. And you're not really doing anything with your life. Um, today we're coming to you from an undisclosed location, which I'll explain in a minute. Um, but it all ties into whatever the fuck Chubby is doing at the moment. Uh, most of you uh, who follow the Wandering Bear uh, wave know that he went AWOL um, on the weekend. He went over to, across the ditch um, to the Super Rugby final. He had uh, some interesting experiences with the Crusaders as well. He got up close and personal, uh, not too close, hopefully. He didn't want to rub anything off on them, but pretty fucking close. And I dare say he had between five and 7,000 schooners in New Zealand as well. So Chubby is currently unavailable, um, which is why I've ranked some people and knew some people and knew some other people to get this program together today. And look, obviously Chubby doesn't care about the program. I think that's clear. Um, and he said, I don't care about the listeners. And I said, no Chubby, you stop there. Cause I'm gonna get this done this week, one way or another. And I think I know a guy. So I, I, as I said, I rang some people. They knew some people. And I reached out to a very elusive character uh, in the rugby world. He, he lurks below the shadows, in the shadows. And for professional, future professional, uh, for, for privacy reasons, I can't reveal his name, but he, I am joined at an undisclosed location by Mr. X. Mr. X, how are you? Very well, thanks, Jed. Now I'm uh, operating under the assumption that my voice will be disguised in some way. Um, I imagine the budget that you guys have here at Loosehead will be able to take care of that. Absolutely. If there was a budget, I wasn't aware, but we can, we'll be muffling your voice, making it sound a little bit more manly in the process. So basically, guys, Mr. X knows all about the shoot shield. He knows all about uh, the wallabies. He knows all about everything, to be honest. He's always at the absolute scummy base of what he's... Uh, hot and on the rugby news, uh, I'd say he's like a modern day Greg Down. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure he's happy about that. Do you also build sheds? No, yeah, it is a pastime. <laughs> it's a pastime, yeah. Um, so he's Greg Down without the racism. Um, so basically, here I get a lot of my information from uh, always correct information, as you know, from um, Mr. X usually. And then I pass it off as my own information on here to make myself look better. But today, we have got him here. So first and foremost, welcome. Oh, thank you. It's an honor. Obviously, I'm, I'm a big listener. Um, and yeah, you know, I fact check these episodes regularly. <laughs> um, there's been a few, a few instances where some incorrect information's come up, but I've let that pass. So. And of course, I received that on a confidential line. Yeah. And said, Jed, you got this wrong. And I say, impossible. Chubby must have got it wrong. Because I get everything wrong. Yes. But, you know, when it concerns like round four, 2012 of the Shoot Shield season, then, you know, you've got to get things right. So, I agree. The bar for this program is set relatively high, particularly when I'm on it, but relatively low when we've brought on people. So, thus far, obviously, Holloway uh, talks mostly about himself. We had Icely, which I think, you know, if we got, say, let's say 650 listeners a week, we lost probably 200 that week. 
as he tried to put everyone to sleep, towing the line. I'd love to hear from him now that the Rebels have given him the fucking heave hope. Um, but that's your base. That's where you got to feed from. So we're looking for information from you. I wouldn't mind some hot takes since you're anonymous. I wish I could be anonymous. Good Lord, Penny Wong would be copying a hammering right now as we speak. But there's been some events. Uh, for actually, the only question we need to tick off, have you been to Kara? Uh, yes, I have on a number of Are you occasions. a fan of Kara? I'm a big fan. One of my favourite places in the Central West. Okay. Well, that's all we... That's it. Yeah, that's no, I'm a big fan and I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that it gets brought up every episode. Well, it gets brought up every that's episode because I fucking love it. And I, I will say, I while we're there... I haven't had sex in Kara though. So you I haven't had sex in I wouldn't in be Cowra. wearing the shirt because it would be a lie. Well... That's okay. The shirts that I assume are on the way. <laughs> They're on the way, but I either have I, so I'm still going to wear it. Um, while we're there, Damo Michael gone through the next step, made the country cockatoos fucking unbelievable. Well done. I hope you're absolutely having sex in Kara today. Um, on that, Paulie Tawala still playing for the country. Saw that. He must um, be well in his 40s. 40s? Well, he must be 40. I, I went on a famous tour that we talk about too much on here, Australian Barbarians tour with him. He's one of the best lads on the planet. But fuck he looks good. I don't know how old he is, but he like he would have been mid thirties. When he was playing when was he playing like he played for Gordon in right, the like, guys it's happening now. In like two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine would have yeah. been around yeah. then. So and he would have been like was he mid twenties at that point? Speculation. Look if anyone's gonna speculate correctly, it would be you, Mr. X. Um, so shout out to Paulie, but and Dame, but mainly Damo for for raising the uh, fly eagles fly, which we do every week. I really need someone from Kara to tell me what the actual song is, so I can sing it on here and potentially get it tattooed on my spine. Now the shoot shield. Do you in fact follow the shoot shield? Oh, I have a notional um, following of an understanding, an understanding, a week to week understanding. Yeah, yeah. Like I, uh, I have a few sport app. I, I might. May or may not trawl through every single grade um, on a Saturday night, see what the results were. So yeah, yeah well, you if, you if you count that as a following, then yeah, yes. I, I do count that as a following. Uh, the the two top the top of the shoot shield went head to head on the weekend. Uh, Sydney Uni, the the corporation, the conglomerate, taking on the Manly Marlins. Mm. Manly did them twenty ten. I was kind of surprised by that, but then I realised that. Both Lungy Gleason and Wilakai played for Manly, so it made a little bit more sense of that. Um, hmm, Wilakai got a game in. That's interesting. I wouldn't have picked that. I saw I saw a clip of him playing. I don't know how many minutes he played, but it would you know he's he's a pretty good player. They're a, they're an large barge team. They're they're a bit of an old fashioned team. They get around the corner hard. They're sort of tough, but look, something's going right um, over at the beaches. Uh, it's an awful part of the world, but their rugby team's going well. So shout out to them. Um, tell you what, fucking North had a very close game with the Hunter. Yeah, I, I saw the result. I can't say I watched um, the eight minutes. Excuse stand, me? The stand mini of it, but... Um, you fucking what? Yeah. Mr. X, <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I've been busy, but um, yeah, no, I suppose I would have picked them to win. Mm. Um, hard to have the ability to do that though. Keep sort of keep the game quite tight. They're um, an interesting. Know, was it up there or here? Uh, based on what I'm reading, it was down here. So mm. uh, anyway, the Shawman find the ability to win very important. 
Uh, East did Wests 26-10, sort of kind of saw that coming. Good, pretty good. Like East had a couple of boys. I think um, Will Harris played and Jeremy uh, Williams. And Jeremy Williams, off to the force. Someone else. The world's uh, worst. Jack cat, Grant played. The world's so worst. Like, Grunter. Not a bad um, East team. The world's Probably would have expected a bigger score on West. If you just want to stop cutting me off for a second, Mr. X. The world's worst kept secret, Jamie Williams, off to the force. Uh, I hope you enjoy the fine, fine pubs of Cottesloe and the $10 pints over there and then all year round tan. Uh, good on you, Jeremy. Um, but yeah, East needed some cattle back. I don't think that's wrong to say. You know, uh, Will Harris will be gone now. I think he's in the Aussie setup. So. The Aussie setup. What a setup that is. And I will come to that in a minute because... Boy, howdy, don't I have some thoughts on that. Which, for the listeners keeping score out there on their little chalkboard, just chalk up another one for me because I was correct about that. And Mr. X was on the baseline telling me my information. Now, uh, quickly, the two Blues knocked off Randwick. 21-5. I don't want to say that that's super unexpected, to be honest. Not really at this point in the year. Um, I don't know about Randwick. There's, they're actually harder to get a gauge on than two blues who you know traditionally over the last five or ten years have been harder to you know that they might turn up and put in a really good performance who knows but randwick are a bit like that at the moment but yeah Parramatta are doing some good good things Parramatta are doing some good things i i don't know who's para affiliated really so it'll be interesting to see if they actually get any kickback besides the fucking five blokes they got from mm, sale and they've, and they've got um what's his name the fullback, yeah, to be the Funa. But he's been there the whole time. I don't know. I don't think they have any Tars blokes. I don't know if they'll be getting anyone from any of the other franchises. Yeah, Tavita Funa's getting some serious minutes in Clubland, mm. which it's not a bad thing, but I hate to say I kind of expected that. Um, and then Souths went down to the Rats in a game that, gee, the Rats scored some tries from a distance. I mean, I had to watch it because we're playing them this week and, um, obviously, we don't talk about South anymore since uh, the the great whatever the fuck went on down there last episode. But um, the great reset, the great reset. There you go. The DC was going to borrow that one and post it uh, on behalf of South. But since the great reset, look, South did what they do well, which is drag people down to the Shire. And I know all you fucking friends are chubby listening. Awful part of the world, the Shire. Um, and try and bash the living fuck out of you. And they did that reasonably well. The Ram, I mean, Warringah just scored some runaway tries, to be honest, and stayed in the game. So um, Eastwood played Gordon. Fucking thank goodness I'm recording this on a Wednesday because on a Sunday or a Monday, I was in a glass case of emotion. Um, it's always a cop-out to say, like, we were poor because I think that takes away from the other team and what they did. So Gordon were... They took very good opportunities. A-zone, they scored points. So they were good at that. Their set piece ran well. Um, they kicked well. And I think, you know, they played a fairly solid game um, on the counter side. And it's a game they really need to win, from all reports. Um, and on the counter side, Eastwood, as the players all know, if they are listening to this, were very, very fucking bad. Um, nothing really clicked, I'd say. Uh, did you catch that game? Was it at TG or Chatswood? TG. Oh, that's a, that's a shame losing there at home. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, it was yeah. a shame. Um, no, I didn't. I just saw the score. Yeah. Disappointing game. I uh, 
I thought we're out of the woods there for a minute and then some late points um, fucking really hurt us. So kudos to Gordon. Well done getting back on track. Well done, Billy. Um, whatever you did in the bye week worked. So well done. And um, safe to say it was a fairly long week at TG Milder RE training um, and pounding people into the ground. Well, they're pounding each other into the ground. I sort of stand there with a whistle. I don't particularly like doing that, by the way. I don't know whether you've actually played in the past. Uh, no, I mean, most of my uh, rugby was at school. Okay. But um, I then I became a permanent armchair or a full-time armchair, armchair expert, expert, yeah. expert after that. Well, after sort of a series of average performances, you know, you you sometimes got to get get a bit of a fucking tough so one in. Was there a bit of... um? Like four cone drill last night might pick my place, like because that's you know that's sort of the training that I'm used to. Yeah, I mean I'm sure you'll find that around the competition somewhere, but it wasn't it out. You know I'll I'll, I'll note that down. So what is it? My pick then my place. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Very, but the comms are obviously the most important part there. Chubby. Not the action of picking and Chubby, placing. write that down. Um, yeah, no, we didn't do that, but uh, uh, yeah, a fairly brutal reality check. Uh, to be honest, we haven't really played well since last time we played the Rats. Uh, it was 45-0 then, um, and that was really the last time we clicked. I, I wouldn't give any other performance probably above a five. Um, so, you know, ironically, we're playing the Rats this weekend. So I don't at all expect uh, the same outcome. I think the Rats are very, very dangerous. And playing at Rat Park, I actually always really liked playing at Rat Park, super secretly. Um, it's not I'm, a bad place to watch footy. It's good vantage point. Gets a bit windy. Gets a bit windy. It gets a bit sandy out there. But as I've maintained, despite the fact that I did get abused by some 17-year-olds who supported Eastern Suburbs at the Oak last time I was there, um, I like supporters who support their club. So the Rats, the hillbillies. the hillbillies have a good support base. I get around that. That's yeah. fucking great. And if you're spraying me, then that's just a byproduct. Yeah, that's, you, that's what you play the game for, really, isn't it? To just cop abuse on the side. Not, not on the side. I play to win, so I can see why your career ended early. Um, so, yeah, anyway, that's just a little club land view. Um, obviously, there was a few guys panning out from the Oz, Oz A teams on the weekend. I know I'm already pissing off my friends who only want to hear me rant about things on here by covering the shoot shield. To those guys, I'd say be a little bit fucking patient. Um, and just get what you're given. Um, but simultaneously, we're going to lose those Wallabies guys now and the Aussie guys, uh, the biggest scam of all time, um, to whatever the fuck they do for the next month, the Aussie team, uh, play against sort of underpowered Tongan, Samoan, Fiji yeah. sides. Yeah. Oh, like it's a three-week thing, three games. Um don't know, there's at Fiji, Tonga, and Samoa. What are the, yeah, I don't know if the European players will be coming in, so I doubt it. I mean, I can't see the top French teams letting go. Okay, well, then there's going to be a whole lot of villages missing fucking... Well, I saw some of the squad's name. There's some decent talent there, but... Well, the Fiji team... and Yeah, sorry, Sammy's Mr. X, playing. please stop vaping. Um, you are allowed... I mean, it's pretty much just the draw, is it not? Yeah, yeah there's a couple, couple of blokes from Europe, but... I saw Albert Tuisu playing. Ah, Albert. Um, fan of Albert. But yes. Fun fact, Albert was actually uh, proven to be made of granite when he was playing for West. It was awful to play against. Um, 
Yeah, so look, Dono, again, last week I said, and I said very clearly, I think the Aussies scam two cap players. Um, again, getting cap means that it's harder to go overseas. It's not impossible to go overseas. It just makes it more difficult. Once you're internationally capped, there's an allocation of spots per team in the premiership or Japan for internationally capped players. And they're not taking, you know, like a one cap Aussie guy. They're going to take a 50 test wallaby. They're going to take fucking, you know, Falao. Or all black. <laughs> yeah, or an like all, all black or South African or an Englishman. You know, so I still think the Aussie is a scam uh, unless you're about 20 and then it's probably all right. Um, and some players did pull out of the squad and that was, you broke that news to me. Would you like to fill in the listeners? Um, well, I, I didn't get it off the coal face, but my friends at Twitter provided to me. Um, pretend you got it off the coal face for two seconds. Michael McDonald, who's got Irish ancestry, and Ryan McCauley both pulled out his English. So I imagine to keep their options open in their respective countries. But um, I like, can't blame them, to be honest with you. I mean, I can completely sympathise with them on that. Like, if, if it's going to limit your opportunities. Like, I suppose both of those blokes are at a bit of a crossroads in that they're like, what, 23, 24. McDonald might be a bit younger, but mm. like... You know, they've got a lot of footy ahead of them. Macaulay's probably realised he's not going to make the Wallabies, I dare say. And he, uh, you know, he probably sorry, sees that... Sorry, Ryan out there, man, if you're listening, I'm a big fan of you. Sorry, Mr. X. Well, no, he, he's probably looked ahead and said there's a <laughs> no, few guys... No, what you got to do on this show. you got to say things. <laughs> if they're supported by logic, then it's play on. It's the fucking... It's the generation of logic. That's what we're bringing. Um, so, yes, he's so probably yeah, not going to be a Wallaby contender. He went to Exeter last year or a year before yeah. for a short-term loan. That's not fucking happening if he plays for Australia, right? Mm. Let's get that very, very clear. Um, so they pulled out, I believe, oh, there was an injury oh, pulled out as well. Um, yeah, Bobby Tuttle's in. I think Isaac Fines um, is Isaac out. Isaac Fines. Isaac, he's got a yeah, double barrel name. He's got a double Isaac barrel. Fiennes. <laughs> Isaac Fines pulled out and Bobby Tuttle's in. Okay. Which is... A great reward for a bloke, I suppose. It's been a, he's been a squatty since I don't his know 18, Bobby Tuttle. 18 I don't, or 19. I don't know him, but I like him. I like your name. I like the way you get around. Um, I'm just a big fan of your work. So, Bobby, I know you're listening. Uh, shout out to you. But, look, I do think it's a scam. Do I want to watch it? Yep, 100%. I'd like to just, I don't know, just because it's rugby. Uh, you rang me yesterday. What would you do if you were 22 and had English... Do I have a super contract for next year? Let's say you're Ryan McCauley. I don't know. So I'm like assuming. He, I don't think yes. he does. Oh. Well, I don't know. Well, like, yes. Like, let's say you did have a year left. Like, that, I don't know if the super contract. I'd have to evaluate. Look, if you're getting picked in the Oz A team, I think there's guys who got picked in the Oz A team who are clearly fucking. Yeah, like. Reserved. Like Reese. And there's guys like Reese Hodge and Robbo and that who are at the top. Yeah, so like there's bottom. six guys dropping down ish. Fraser McRoy, like he's obviously going to play another 50 test. Don't know fucking who's daughter. And then there's up and coming young blokes that deserve yeah, to Yeah, so you've got like Donald Centane, fucking, I don't know, Anstey. I suppose you'd classify him as that. But if I was like a Hamish Stewart. Yeah. I'd probably, and if I had ancestry, I probably wouldn't. Mm. Reality is, I probably wouldn't. Mark. Um, but I. Mark, no one need to say. It's a tough one because off his form this year. 
he had a very good back end. So he's not that... Like, if you're starting for your super franchise, in my... I always say you only need three good games to be the Warriors. And I think that gets proven sometimes, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I bet... Mark, I, I would have... I'd, I'd take the cap. Because his alternative is Fiji. Yeah, but like, if he... Stays keeps uncapped. his an- Fijian ancestry alive or whatever, um, he then can go over to Europe and qualify as like, you know, that sub quota of yeah, yeah. like Polynesian players. So it's he's like, a, like even more. It's like a half spot. I yeah. know. Oh, look, it's a difficult one. I think it's very hard to turn th- things down in foresight. We're talking about, you know, guys getting shit offers from sort of the Brumbies and having to take them because like who has the nuts to say no to something when you're 21. Mm. I mean, I said no to drugs, but I don't know if I would have been able to say no to that. Um, t- to be honest, if someone offered me an Australian A spot, which I'm still open to, um, I'd probably jump at it. Uh, but anyway, look, it's confirmed. It is a scam. They're trying to cap players. And I, my strong opinion is, unless they're injured, everyone in that squad, which I think was 30... Two or thirty-one, everyone will play. You mark my fucking words. They won't pick best teams, but everyone will play. Um, but yeah, congrats to everyone who made it. Really happy for you guys. Um, Wallabies. The only thing I really have to ask you, Mister X, who the fuck is going to play fly half for this team? No, actually, no. Fuck that. I've got another question. Last week, we I hypothesised that the Wallabies are starting to become a little bit like State of Origin. Yeah, where they're picking guys who were in it last time. Yeah, so, so they've got like incumbency. Well, they've got like, I don't know, again, don't know him from Bar. So, Pony Farm Silly yeah, didn't pretty play. much hasn't played. Yeah. And he didn't play for the Wallabies either. So that's like a potent, like a, what's the word, like a potential pick. Like he's, they, they see his ceilings quite high. Um, he obviously hasn't played enough footy to show that. But, but do you do, is that a no, selection like, for the Wallabies? No, I don't agree with that, like picking a but young fella, because I don't think you should be giving away caps like that. If he is. Devil's change. advocate, mm. they get consistency in training with them. So, yeah. like, now he's, let's say, he he's done three back to back camps. He's very familiar with it. Mm. When the time comes, it'll be helpful. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I haven't really seen much of him for those reasons. Like, he hasn't played much footy, but he obviously is a good player. I just don't know about capping guys for the sake of it. If he, if if they came out and said he's like a development player and he's just going to be in these camps for that reason, then I'm completely on board with it. Mm. Um, and I guess he probably won't be in the 23, I'd say, barring injuries. Well, he's a, I think Tony or two plays injured. So, I don't so who's the other tight head? Allen? Yeah, I suppose. I'd be a bit worried about that if I was a Wallaby. I'd be rolling, I'd be calling fucking Uncle Greg Holmes and I'd be saying, put down that schooner and get over here. Or get on a plane and pick up the schooner because he's the only one to avoid sanctions last time. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think it's becoming a little bit like State of Origin. I'm still keen to see it played. Or as much as I am to see the prison rugby uh, big game played this Sunday, Say the English squad name, the test I squad. I saw the English. So England named their test squad and Guy Porter yeah. made the team. Of Sydney Uni fame. Um, he's been playing for the Leicester Tigers. Been, I've the watched goal. him. He's played well. Yeah. But again, it's a, it's another example for me. Of, he was a guy who went to Canberra. And look, Canberra's been the best franchise for fucking 10 years, if you averaged it. He went to Canberra and did nothing. 
I don't think he got a game. He, he didn't might, get a game. Yeah. He played some academy games. I think he may have left his Sir. contract early to play for Sydney Uni. Yeah. So, like, that's, I suppose, the, an example of a guy who gets in the system. They say, you got to play local club rugby. You do the full-time training. But, like, he was going really well in the shoot shield because I was fucking playing at the time. He was a very tough, reliable outside centre. And he fucked off. And, like, he fucked off and he's in the English team. Will he be the starting 13? Probably not. But, like, starting in the team that wins the premiership for me is you're probably good enough to play Super Rugby here. And yeah, I, I, look, so. I look around and I, I see, gee whiz, he probably could have been starting 13 for the Rebels. Oh, well, like, certainly the Rebels. Yeah, he probably, he's probably not starting at Overland, Mkhitaryan or Parise. No, but on any given week, at the Reds, they've been playing... Well, yeah, he would have got a game there because they had so many injuries. That's what I, Yeah, And he would be playing at the fourth. I don't know. It's just, you do get trapped sometimes, and he was one of those guys who had a year sort of in purgatory down there and then ended up in a better spot. But so, there's plenty of, I suppose, that's a whole discussion in itself, like guys going over to England and then come, seizing their opportunities. Back. Bill Meeks, Cam Moore... Harry Potter was in the same team. Harry Potter, he hasn't come back and done it. No, no, I'm saying like, sorry, that have gone over there and seized their opportunity. Like, But like yeah, those well, guys still count. Chucky was asking me last week, he's like, does it make you sad when you see that happen? I go, fuck no. From a player's perspective, like from my ex-perspective, I think, gee whiz, fucking good on them because they've been given the, a brush or overlooked here by realistically, like these days, you probably, in your position, you've got a fucking 20-year-old and then you've got the guy who's starting. But they've been brushed or not picked up, and they're playing Premiership Rugby, they're a professional rugby player. Um, so fucking good on them. Um, actually, interesting one, which I'll get to before we get into, we've got one guy who listens, he loves us when we get into politics. He fucking adores it. And I know you're a big lefty, so it's going to be really, like, us chatting today, it's going to be weird. Um, breaking news. Absolutely breaking news. And anyone who's, been following uh, this sort of thing for the last two years would have fallen off their seat to know that the Giltinis and the Gilgronis were both kicked out of the MLR for salary cap reasons. Can you, and pull your car over if you drive it, can you fucking believe it? So you're telling me the only team with fucking four Wallabies playing in it or ex-Wallabies that was the team that was over. Couldn't you fucking believe it? And I know Mr. X is a big MLR guy. He sent me the team list for the Utah Warriors the other day, which I think our friend Robbie Abel's over at. But I wouldn't say exactly it's a comparable team sheet. Not at all. Not at all. It's Yeah, I mean, the disparity between some of the teams in that competition is ridiculous. Like that, the Austin team was like not of the same, I suppose, reputation no, but like there's some very good young, like like let's say someone like Orochi, who's a very good footballer, yeah, would dominate the MLR. Like he's in that team. Is Jamie McIntosh still in that team? He was the former All Black so, yeah. Like <laughs> it's not like they were short. Like Mac Mason. Yeah, um, I mean they were they weren't Mac short Jones. a name. Um, yeah. So when the when the when the Texas team got done, I was just sitting there going. Well, it's yeah, just a matter of well, time. it's a matter of time before they go and see the fucking $40 million that's been spent here. I think it was worse the year before as well. Oh, this year their team is a little bit stinky, no disrespect to them, but compared to the year before when it was like Gitto, fucking... Drew Mitchell. Drew I think Gitto was there, Adam Ashley Cooper. 
I was fucking And then they stupid. still had... Well, they had some good players yeah, in the back. Like, they had Angus Cottrell. Angus Cottrell was a good player. Like, he'd still be playing Super Rugby if he was here. A Billy Meeks. Yeah, that's right. He'd still I mean. be playing Super Rugby. Like, what are we fucking talking about? Of course... Harrison like, Goddard, who should be like, playing Super Rugby. Guys, the, the, the max contract over there last time I looked is like 50k. A, a US, admittedly. So, like, you think that, like, five guys were all just showing up to LA for 50k just for the fucking hell of it? Like... Good Lord. My mail is the guy who runs it. And by the way, how fucking Adam Gilchrist crazy do you have to be to literally put your last name in the two teams of comp? Like, we know you, like, I suppose my would be the same. I'm like, you I'm, could have the Gil I could have it. But like, do I just insert the fucking, I don't know, South Arizona Gillespie's? Like, how, how, how insane do you have to be? Just fucking name, pick a different team name and make yourself a very visible owner. Like, the fact that the MLR allowed two teams to be called Gill something in, in itself an indication of... In, like, two big growth markets, right? Like, in LA, which has got a big rugby community as it stands. Like, <laughs> I don't know so how the commission... Are. So embarrassing. When I heard that, that it was going to be called the Gill teams, I thought... I just was like, like even if it was the Martinis, you'd be like, that's still a weird name. It's a fucking awful name. But, like, it's at least... <laughs> Imagine how fucking good you'd have to be as a team to be called the... If, I don't know, the, the East Cowra sex on the beaches. Like, it's, it's fucking embarrassing. Um, so, yeah. Them. Huh? I'd play for them. I'd play for them. No, actually, you know what? Fuck you. I'd never play for them. Fly, Eagles, fly. Um, in current events, do you get across current events as well or not really? Oh, keep, yeah, keep an eye out for some things. I saw this week uh, Dominic Perrottet, uh $25 million it costs to get a flag installed on the Harbour Bridge and running year-round. Yeah. And I immediately was at work because everyone on here knows I'm a working-class man. Three jobs, single dad, um, without the kid. And I thought, I'm going to put a tender in for 10 because I think I can get that done. How the fuck, how the fuck, it's a 20-foot pole and a flag. $25 million a year. Mm. Seems pretty ridiculous. I think I saw Perrottet come out today and say that, or maybe it was yesterday, that they're going to review that contract. Um, if if it does come back that it's far lower, you just go, you just wonder like how many of those contracts oh, at a so government level ever. are happening. I think, firstly, I think it's a great thing personally that there's another flag going up. No issues with that, but like that price tag's ridiculous. I mean, the indigenous flag should be on the fuck. It should be on the Harbour Bridge, but. Mm. Like, I agree with you. It's like, well, next time that, you know, they need the fucking West Ride bus shelter redone, is that like 400 grand? Like, mm-hmm. what, what are we... In a time where, like, people are fucking paying more for energy, fucking this and that and the other, $25 million for a flag doesn't really... It's not a great... Being interesting to see, like, the cost breakdown. Oh, would that, well, it's... I mean, oh, there'd be plenty of people who are flag, to see that. A thousand. Pole... 3,000. Yeah, I mean, I don't and know whether they're saying they're going to have to like, close the bridge down while they erect the new pole, but like, you know, I suppose that you could do it at night. You could surely, you could Close do it all in a day, oh, in a night or a couple me. of nights. That doesn't... No, no, I'm, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. Yeah, well, you fucking horny little bastard, the devil. Um, it's Anyway, it's fucking unbelievable. It's so stupid. I did see a guy interview, they interviewed some guy who specialised in it. He's like, mate, I'd charge 10 and I'd be making a fuckload. Yeah, yeah, I mean, 
I couldn't foresee it being like any more. It's hard to see it being a million dollar job. Really? Yeah, I don't know what they unless they're making the flag out of fucking. Like you can build bridges for a couple of million dollars. Unless they're making the pole out of white rhino horn, I don't know how they're spending twenty five million dollars, or they're just buying twenty four million dollars worth of schooners and one million. I I don't know. So, interestingly enough, at my day job, I listen. We listen to Kuri Radio ninety three point seven. Shout out, um, and they were very against it for the cost. Yeah, yeah. They were like send send some money out to the PCYCs, all that sort of shit. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. it's definitely like better allocated mil. elsewhere if that's what it's going to cost, and like change the flags on the bridge every second day or something. But I don't see how it could be possibly that expensive. Well, fucking, I don't know, mate. See, I feel like we'll. Uh, get a decision in the next couple of weeks that will be a, a, a valuation that's the far fact that less that's than a it is. Fucking priority, like not the indigenous aspect, but the fact that the whole world's talking about flags spins me out. When mm. it, currently I can only put eight liters of petrol in my car at a time because we've shut down every energy provider on the planet. Don't get me started. Now, other big news is Fina. Is it? Yep, Fina. Fina. They've, sh- they've, they've put a ban on transgender athletes competing in the opposing sexes or whatever they identify from. Yeah, I think... Would, you, I, like to, I, would I, you like to say it before I fucking say I, something? I don't know the uh, direct wording, but basically it means that transgender athletes that have undergone puberty won't be able to compete in the uh, category that they... Um, like that they align themselves with that makes sense so you know if it is a trans man a trans a trans woman will say that she can't have gone undergone male puberty um (laughs) so uh, they've put the age at 12 so like they have to have um gone on hormone suppressors before that age um to then be able to swim i'm not sure if it's like at a community level or at every level but you know certainly at like elite um elite events like sanctioned by FINA which is like the world body for swimming and in something that I didn't think I'd see this soon a spark of logic creeps back into the world yeah because it it sort of comes in line actually with world rugby's world rugby were the first to come out with a policy um like this where they were like transparent and they had the data and said this is our ruling um and so that's kind of in line with them. And now, like the IOC, so the Olympic Committee and some of other big, like FIFA's the big one, the soccer body, um, they're sort of under the spotlight now as to whether they change their stances towards it or whether they uh, continue the way they're going. I don't know whether I'm ignorant, but it seems like the most fucking obvious decision ever made. Ever fucking made. Yeah, I think, like, if you look at the, the science that was prevented, Presented, I actually we don't uh, talk there about was a, science on this show. There you're was missing, a, you're missing the mark, but go there was ahead. a conference uh, in where Sorry, the world championships are, and that I actually watched a bit of it where they discussed this. It was like a, a item number twelve on the agenda, and they had all the experts it. that come forward. And but the data is pretty compelling. Um, the differences between males and females post puberty. Don't fucking say. No, uh, yeah. So, like, I mean, purely from that point of view, it's it's very obvious. I mean, I do feel sorry for the people that are impacted by it because, you know, 
it's a tough decision, but I think they have to be clear on this. Otherwise, it's um, not a fucking tough decision. Well, it is it's a the tough most no brainer decision ever, man. What happens if Tavita Pango Jr. grows his fucking hair out and goes play Super W tomorrow? Well, I mean, no, that's why you death. need that's why you need the the these policies in place. What happens if Damo Michael, New South Wales cock two representative from the Eagles, grows his hair out? And, and plays. plays in the women's side the next week because that's all it required. That's all it required. Well, I think no. world rugby now wouldn't like, but there probably are other. Hey, Damo be taking souls out there. <laughs> yeah, no, but I agree. I think that's why they need these like laws in place. That's not to say that with creating these regulations, people aren't you know being hurt by it. Which I, you know, I feel sorry. I do feel sorry for like Leah Thomas, who's obviously not. the main you know person in consideration the I female swimmer i feel sorry for her but i, don't. I feel like it, she is at an unfair advantage biologically um due to going through male puberty and she was a cl- it, it, it's like not fair to the swimmers she's up against he, that's oh. my opinion but i feel i do feel sorry for it you say it then no her did, did you dead name her? No. Did you fucking well, I would dead be name like her? Dehumanizing, I said that, but well, I, I, uh, we can't edit this one. This one's not getting edited. <laughs> yeah, I didn't so, say. Oh, I just want to double check. I don't know a lot about you, Mister <laughs> X. You could have a sketchy, sketchy path. Um, anyway, most logical decision ever fucking made. I believe the NRLW have done the same. Yeah. So, what I hope. So I think a few sporting organisations in the next few weeks will see the same thing. Wow, who would have thought? Who would have thought that after, you know, all these years we've decided that men should play against men and women should play against women? Be interesting to see if they bring in the open category, which is what's been talked about. Like, where I don't, like, I, I suppose transgender swimmers could swim against. I don't know if it's just but exclusively a, them. Or, how many fucking, tra- like, let's be honest, if we, in the world right now, oh, rounded up professional or semi-professional transgender very swimmers, we fit them in this room. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I guess that's the only thing is that point you make is like part of it, like the people that are against this decision from FINA would argue your point there saying, well, this is just hurting such a small number of people. Why do we no, need it? No, it hurts place? everyone else. No, no, I know, but I'm again, I'm uh, playing devil's advocate. Yeah, devil's fuck off. I'm, I'm done with this shit. Everyone in Cara knows what I'm talking about. There's, there's actually a lot of talk that we all got Go back to Cowra. Um, just one for the listeners. Those of you who voted for me to go back and get a legal job. Was that the winner in the end of the poll? Yeah. It won by 5%. So have you put your resume Well, I'm out? just about to address that. So don't cut me off on my own podcast. To the, guy, to the guys and girls, mostly guys. We've got a huge guy demographic. <laughs> who voted that I should go back, including my father who commented on it which I didn't know we had Instagram. Fuck you. I'm not going to do that. Um, I said I would, and now I'm not. Um, if you all, all of you who voted, and I've got the list, you buy a box of caffeine gum, I'll do it. But otherwise, I'm not doing it. Because one, it sounded like an awful fucking job. Two, I think 85% of it was voted out of spite. And after I take away the spite votes, to which I think Mr. X was one, then it's a landslide win for keep doing what I'm doing. So thank you. And I saw some absolutely swell people on the other side voting for me to pursue my dreams. So marinate on that, Mr. X. No, well, the people spoke. I didn't have to go through it. 
<laughs> we live in a democracy. What are your thoughts? Do you drive a car, Mr. X? Uh, and I Uber everywhere. Energy prices? Uber prices going up? What yeah, they are. Constant surge. What are you going to do with it? Um, well, I think once we switch to uh, renewables, we'll be fine, won't we, Jed? That's your sort of learned opinion on this, isn't it? Yep. Once they become economically available for everyone at a better well, price, actually, so probably like 10 to 12 years. Germany are refiring, are starting up some of their coal-fired power so stations because of the gas crisis. So are we. Which is interesting, given they were like a leader in yeah. sort of so sustainable technology. Yeah, yeah. Actually, on that, everyone knows I love the Extinction Rebellion. Uh, they were chaining themselves to other shit the other day. I saw that they got arrested. Um, people throw around the death penalty a lot, but honestly, fuck me, I don't have much of a commute. I drive to Hornsby every morning. If someone was chained to the road, I don't know what I'd do. Whether my next years would be in civil water, um, I can't say. I think many of them would be rugby fans. Yeah, big rugby fans in the Extinction Rebellion. Um, But yeah, stop chaining yourself to shit. Um, Actually, me and Chubby had a... a, uh, It's nice when we disagree because we agree on a lot and I think that annoys people. Um, But we did disagree on uh, David Pocock getting in the Senate and whether that was, in fact, good or bad for Australia. I think it's very cool that he did it. Yeah. It's very I, impressive. I, I think it, I, I think it is a, a great, considering what he did to, in a boy though, but like the first person outside of Liberal or Labor to hold a Senate seat in Canberra, in the ACT, sorry. Like that's an impressive feat in itself. Like uh, whether you agree with his politics or not, I think you can. that's a separate issue. Um, I don't know. I find it interesting that he didn't decide to... A lot. Go with the Greens, but I feel like that's probably his money was coming from that Climate 200 campaign from some owns a court. At oh, he's doing it. He's doing it. So these um, are the things I don't know. So when I come across smart on this program, which I know is a very fucking low bar, um, it's mostly from Mr. X. Um, yeah, look, I think... And look, at least he, he fucking... He full steam ahead, he believes in what he... Yeah, and I think he'll be very good for Canberra like, in terms of like trying to secure development and funding for things there like it seems like he's very much like a local cause and he chains himself to lots of stuff so that's always a positive <laughs> yeah like we love we love chains we love two chains we love metal, like metal chains we use every day um so yeah full steam ahead look i called years ago you're gonna go bald and he did go bald and he's rolling he's embraced that. it he's embraced that's a big positive he's embraced his follicular uh deficiencies yeah, I, d- I didn't see him as a, like, Turkish hair implant kind of guy. No, like a, the Clint Gutherson. Yeah, well, that's the conjecture, is it not? But, um, I yeah, I didn't see him as journeying over there. He's happily married man. I feel like he just copped it. And he doesn't look too bad, Paul. He actually looks bigger and sort of... Yeah, he's very muscly. I wouldn't say scarier, but, like, definitely bigger. And he, was looks partic- like- he was never a particularly scary player. No, well... Depending on your definition, you know, scary if you wanted to retain you're possession. Scary if you're a within stat sheet. <laughs> within, within one meter of being tackled. <laughs> <on him. laughs> if you're looking to retain the ball without being pilfered, I played him <laughs> once. I played him once. Petrifying in that case. In that, in that respect, he was fucking absolutely petrifying. Um, yeah, so look, I'd say we, like most weeks, we've pretty much covered everything happening in the whole world. Um, 
I know you're a big foreign affairs guy, um, big Biden guy. He fell off a bike. <laughs> he did, he fell off a bike. I know he fell off a bike. Why the fuck would they put him on a bike? I don't know, but like genuinely, he's not He's not in a fit position. Like he's, for his own health, like someone, that's a serious oversight from someone on his team because I'm surprised he didn't like break, it, break an arm or something. I'm surprised he didn't fucking... He's at that age now where it's like, that's like having a fall... Yeah, and he ends oh, up in hospital. Yeah, yeah. Like when grandpa or grandma has a fall, it's fucking bad. They break everything. Yeah, hospital gets a respiratory infection oh, and then dies. If there was a mild, okay, Mister X, <laughs> holy shit! If there, I dare say, if there was a fucking mild breeze that way that day, he would have combusted and blown away as an old piece of dust. <laughs> he's fucking. He's yeah. every now and again. I forget. Like, even if you're not into politics, you've got to have a giggle that the leader of the free world is literally fucking senile. He can't talk, whether you're a Democrat or Yeah, probably. I think that's, a, like, a fair observation regardless Bro, of what side of the fence you sit on because he, he does make, like, some serious errors when he's talking or, like, repeats himself and forgets what he's unbelievable. saying. Unbelievable. It's sort of like sitting next to an old bloke in a nursing home and he's sort of, like, nodding off mid-conversation. Yeah, what, you, what it's like now. You spend a lot of time in nursing homes? Try not to. Okay. Well, oh, huge. I've got a huge one. You weren't at, well, you, fuck, you didn't see the game. I was in the middle of, um, oh, not, not a panic attack, not a rage attack, just being sad in the back of the grandstand. Um, it was a scrum 10 metres out, or line out 10 metres out. Uh, TJ Milner. Starting to get a little bit cold, but beautiful, as you guys all know. And we had a streaker. You heard it right. Well, is it a streaker? He was wearing pants, but he had no shirt on. Yeah, I think that that constitutes. Counts. Yeah. So he ran from sort of the far side of the field. He ran all the way across the field. And I initially got up a bit because I was like, I hope he doesn't like king hit a player. One of our boys. Now, if you king hit our left winger, He'd be dead. If you king hit our right winger, he might be, he might have hurt him. The mafia <laughs> might be on him. Yeah, but like, you know, luckily we've got a pretty big back line, but I, so I wasn't particularly worried, but I was just, I don't know, it just wasn't a nice feeling because the guys couldn't quite see. And the crowd reaction, I wouldn't say was like at a game, at the test match or MCG, Ashes, where a pommy bloke is fucking got five, fifth degree burns all over him, 70 schooners deep. Runs across nude and everyone sort of giggles. It was sort of just like, what the fuck? There wasn't much of a crowd noise. Um, and then he ran off the field near the front gate and sort of just stood there like, where's the security? I don't know. Like, I don't know where he thought he was. I think he thought he was at Blethersloe 1. He was at, you know, Gordon Staggs playing TG, at, you know, at 4 o'clock on a Saturday, which, you know, is a huge event. But it's not, it's not exactly, you know, selling... Hundreds of thousands tickets. So he ran off the field and then just stood there. And the, then they, the ref blew. It was an injury breaker anyway. The uh, Will Houston time back on and we played on. So he was just standing there watching the game and then walked back around the field to basically where he was drinking schooners. And then they someone, we got like two security guards of the RSL, they, they, they kicked him out. Yeah, But like, I, that was my first... Shoot shield streaker of my career. Mm. I, I did. I asked a few questions during the week, and I was reliably informed that 
that had happened at a Battle of the Beaches a couple of times. Oh, really? Yeah, but that would be the one game where I would have I could have seen that. have happened. Um, now, I, did you recognize this guy? So I'd walked past him earlier in the day as I was doing the Browns, not necessarily saying hello to people, just sort of walking around impatiently. Um, I, I did get a sausage sandwich as well. Uh, and I walked past this group. They were smoking darts. They were probably like 35 to 40. And I was thinking, second grade just kicked off. These guys are fucking pretty pissed. Like they are. And the guy goes, woods, 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 as I walked past. And this was fucking 145. So I thought, gee whiz, that's going to end in tears. Um, and then I walked past him again at half time. Uh, he was right down near the gate. And he was pretty fucking hammered. But I still didn't see a street coming. Are we going to see an influx of streakers now? And if so, who would you like to up, see streakers? There's an upward trend in, in, in sort the of analytics. Oh, no. Yeah. Like this pure numbers of streakers. I think like it's happening a bit more. I reckon it's like a bit of a TikTok kind of well, thing. Well, there was that fucking piece of shit who kept lining up at the rugby events. <laughs> um, Jarbo69. There you go. I would, and I'm, not, and I'm not trying to be a tough guy, hard guy. If I was lining up seeing my national anthem on the world stage, and some fucking piece of shit came and stood next to him. No one in the world would hold you accountable for knocking him the fuck out. Mm. It's a funny one though, because it's sort of a divided camp with Jarbo sixty nine. Some people like loved what he did. Others were like, "God!" Like I mean, maybe one or t- for the first two time, couple of times it was fine, but then when he kept doing it, you're like, "Jeez, give it a rest." Yeah, like look, the, we, the, you, you sort of we spoke about him on here. We. We fucking don't like him. No, I, I, I thought it was like stupid. No, I don't particularly find streakers that funny, but um, I don't. Find in answer funny. to your question, who would I like to see? Yeah, who would you like to see streak? A shoot shield game. I've um, got one. I've got one. Oh, off the top of my head, while you think, uh, Mister X, big fan of the uh, of the rebels and maybe a mood lightener down there with you know the last couple of weeks being a little bit dour. Scott Morrison. Been at many, many Rebels games. He he did a he kicked off one a game the other year that I was playing in. Um, didn't go ten. Sorry, Scott. Scrum on halfway. I'd love to see him in full stride down at Foreshore Park. Might be a little bit cold, Scott, so warm it up. But apart from that, Scott Morrison at Foreshore. Yeah. Tony think... Abbott at the Rats. Or is he a manly uni, man? Uni. Oh, well, uni. Tony Abbott at uni. Is that the fucking Laurie Weeks at uni? <laughs> <laughs> well, who are you thinking? Uh, I mean, maybe, I mean, I, I haven't haven't been to too many Eastwood games in the past, but uh, someone like Jared Langdon. Um, so I suppose your Eastwood listeners would be well aware of yeah, him. Yeah, it's a very obscure reference. Jerry's a, uh, an old fellow who sells programs on game day and um, he's well known around the club for having three legs, put it that way. Um, so... He's also like five foot and 45 kilo. So it'd be interesting to see whether the third leg makes him run faster or slower. Oh, fuck me, sister. So look, yeah, look, streakers are happening. I don't know if they'll help or hinder, um, but fucking good luck to him and stay the fuck away from the Eastwood games in the future, please. I, I expect that sort of behavior from, you know, Chubby and those degenerates down south, but oh, I don't expect that behavior here. Um, but yeah, look, Mister X, that's basically it for the week. I, I, we didn't, uh, we didn't reach out for fan questions this week. Most of them are pretty much unpublishable. When I do get them, um, I had a lawyer 
believe it or not, reached out the other day with a just horrific question. Um, Nick O'Connor, unbelievably inappropriate. If it had gone public, he'd be, you know, struck, struck off the roll. So we can't, some of them we just can't say. Some are very legitimate. Um, but what's your pick rolling in, I suppose, as we say goodbye to Mr. X, what's your pick rolling into, firstly, the Wallabies and then the Shoot Shield? Who's going to be in the grand final Shoot Shield? And, oh, oh. Uh, after after running run algorithm. Okay, you know what? Mind. Give me a top three then. Oh, give me a semi-finals. I don't give a fuck. Um, don't give me a top eight because top eight's the dumbest thing they ever fucking invented. Uh, and how will the Wallabies go in these tests? Um, oh, I think it'll be close with the Wallabies. I can see it being like 2-1. Um, I'd like to see the Wallabies get up, but I feel like England might be... They're bringing a good squad over. Um, Tui Lungies are back. So I'll say if I, had to, if I was a betting man, England 2-1. Um, Shoot Shield top four. Uh, uni, Manly, Eastwood, and I'm going to say East will sneak in. There it is. So that's what we've all been waiting for to see. And I'm sure East are waiting as well, is to see whether they can get their guys back. Um, as a fucking someone who might have to play them, I'm certainly not concerned, but I'm fucking waiting with bated breath. I saw the great Caboose Eloff playing uh, in. Queensland Crab Rugby. Yeah, the West. I think West have quite a stacked team up there at the moment. Dungano was playing. Yeah. Um, so to me that yeah. to me that is yes, yes, good, good. That means that Randwick the Rebels who are unaffiliated will have been sent to Brisbane oh, yeah, Club Rugby. Yeah. And what I can only describe is a fucking terrifically intelligent administrative decision. Let's send them to a worse comp. Um, altogether at least. They might as well go to fucking Tassie. Um but it's good for fucking everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, <laughs> I think it's not great for the shoot shield. If I, as me being a neutral supporter, I'd like to see as many Super Rugby players playing as possible. But obviously, you with vested interests in a club who may or may may not benefit from an influx of um, rebels and Western Force players. Mm. Um, That's to be to be confirmed. All right. Shoot Shield better has it got better or worse? So if the, if the, if I get the 2012 Shoot Shield winning team, it was uni uni, uni. or 2000 yeah 2012 2013 was uni, um, and I this, stack them up against the best team we have this year. What happens? Oh, I don't think they the the best team this year holds a candle to some of those teams from the late 2000s early 2010s like oh you know and i guess that trend keeps going back like if you look at like some of those south teams eastwood teams yeah like even sort of north even like even if you look at like some of the players Parramatta had back then yeah like who probably or west harbour who went on maybe had more distinguished careers at other clubs like there was some serious oh there was some serious talent i mean like look oh it's it's a mystery to me oh the shoot shield's getting younger and younger, but you, all you got to do is pick up an old program and have a look at some of those fucking sides leading into finals, and they they would they would blog the living fuck out of some Super Rugby teams. Um, yeah, like that's some of those South teams. Like I know there's a South flavour on this podcast, but like they are not anymore. There's not. <laughs> well, there was. Is maybe they're still a big follower following, but um. Oh, those South teams were stupid. Yeah. But I suppose, I don't know. I, it, it's very hard. 
I don't think it's hard. I don't know. Am I biased because I would played at the start? No, the I think I'd like to think if you know if you were a Do rugby you, fan and you're objective and you looked at the team list and you know even if you look at the team list from like 2016, 2017, I think you'll find it was sort of starting to the quality was starting to go down a bit. Mm. That's just you know me looking. You know, if, well I was people like I. Well, I don't know. It's a thought I have. I always think, well, do I always think, yeah, the grass was greener back then? Or better off? Was I younger? Did I do this or that? I like to think, yeah, I played a decade and I know that the football is always competitive. But the pure cattle that were on the field when I made my had my first game were light years in front of when I had my 100th game. Yeah. I mean, I wonder, is it like, International opportunities are probably more plentiful now. You've got the MLR poaching sort of your guys who are maybe in between Shoot Shield and Super Rugby. You've got a lot of guys with ancestry going to the Premiership or going to the um, URC or whatever it is. Like Look, in, in I, don't, I, I honestly think there was a period there from probably 16 to sort of 18 where people weren't getting picked up. And I think people stopped playing. So the guys who would have kept playing, like um, even like Luke Holmes and like Hugh Parrott and those guys who play later into their careers and still get called into the Waratahs or this or that, or, um, you know, guys were getting signed above the age of 25. Like, it was happening. And there was a strong period there where the Tars were exclusively recruiting fucking 16-year-olds. Mm. And it showed because, you know, until this year, the Great Reset, they put out some fairly average teams for four or five years. Yeah. No one's getting picked up. People retire. I mean, the, the like interesting... I, 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 know, I know guys who are going to retire, you know, 25. The interesting, I, I think, like, if you look at it, the Shoot Shield still has, like, good currency on the global scale in terms of, like, Shoot Shield form. It still translates quite well to, you know, being able to get a contract overseas and then also being able to play well overseas, which is an interesting... It's sort of like you could put it counter to your argument. I mean, I sort of agree with you on it, but it's also an interesting discussion. It's like, you know, you'd imagine European rugby anyways getting stronger year on because there's more money, there's probably more people playing. So you'd think less shoot shield guys would go over there and do well or get picked up, which is not really the case. Sort of like staying pretty like constant. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Look, I think, yeah, it's a tough one because I, I suppose in my theory, I'd have to say that all those overseas franchises have gone down as well in quality. Um, well, I think the emergence of Japan has leveled out some teams, but like, I don't know. Look, honestly, like shoot shield to English Championship, depending on which team you go to, is a step sideways. I think I'm starting to think shoot shield to the MLR is a step down, ironically. But you but you get paid. So it's a if you're a professional, as, as I, I fucking always rant about this, but and your sole purpose is going out to get paid to play rugby, then it's a step up. Like, if you take the winner or the fucking Western Eastern Conference winner, the Seattle Seawolves, and throw them in the shoot shield top eight, let's make it a top 12 while we're here. Why the fuck not? Um, I don't think they go that well. I think they probably lose a bit. Yeah, I think once you get, like, super rugby players back into the mix too, like, I think it'd, it hurts. They'd fare even worse. 
So, but like, you know, even, but like even those mid to bottom level MLR teams, I don't think like where you've got predominantly American players, no disrespect. Um, and like sort of second rate Kiwis or Saffers, like, I think then there. Well, Lord knows, I, like I was second rate. And when I was at the Legion for a cup of coffee, fuck me, there was some dudes coming over from South Africa, like Curry Cup, a, you know, three games for Curry Cup, like 28-year-olds, like random dudes who had played for the Chiefs in like 2011. Like they were really grasping at straws. They got more access now, but unless you're the, a team starting with Gilgur or Gilter, then, you know, there's still not a lot of cash there. I don't really know how we got onto that topic. Um, to wrap it up, you're obviously a big Putin guy. Um, things going over, things going well for you over there. Oh, it's, I mean, it's sad. It's out of the news cycle in all seriousness. Oh, so. uh, what, one of the, one of the things that you do often talk about, Mr. X, is how quickly the world forgot that there is still war in the Ukraine. Mm. Yes, I don't know. I don't. I yeah. I, it, to go to a more somber note, it's quite sad that that's. We always the way like to finish is. on a somber note. We always finish on a somber note. And um, yeah. I mean, I'll be supporting Alexander Usyk when he fights Anthony Joshua in oh, the, so will I. the Rumble on the Red Sea. I think you'll find it's called in Jeddah in uh, August. Mm. So I'll be wearing my blue and yellow with my solidarity with Ukraine. I think he's going to punch the living fuck out of him. Uh, on the Australian front, we do have Alexander Volkanovsky is fighting for the strap very soon. Uh, a fine, shy man. So get behind him. There is a footy fight night coming up um, with fucking Jared Hodges. Jared Hodges? No. No. He was my old coach. <laughs> <laughs> Justin. Justin Hodges. I only got two Hodges in my brain. Um, Jared Hodges won't be fighting. He's coaching at West Harbour. Uh, Justin Hodges, who's got to have been knocked out three times in three fights, I don't know, is fighting fucking Ben Hannett. Um, so all they're all prison rugby players if you don't know who they are. Um, but other than that, as we will do, do you have any final thoughts? Last week, my mother rang and she gave us my final, final thought, which was to hasten slowly. And I asked her, could I go any slower? To which she laughed. Um, do you have a... No, I don't, I don't have any sort of parting philosophical advice well, like that. Well, we can't pause this program, so you have to come up with one. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I that resonates very much with me, Hasten Slowly, because I too am moving very slowly in my life as a full-time uh, rugby observer. I do nothing mm. else. My one for the week. Accelerate into Amber Lights. Get to where you need to be. Don't stop. Don't let it hold you back. Don't let society hold you back. As soon as you see it go amber, just accelerate a little bit. All right? Take that as deep or as light as you will. Uh, up the Cowra Eagles. Please buy caffeine gum um, so Chubby can keep going to fucking just ridiculous places and leaving me to get on a shovel and then locate highly, highly secretive people for the podcast. Um, and please like, rate, subscribe to our OnlyFans YouTube, all the shit, mainly Spotify, to be honest, um, because eventually I would absolutely adore to just talk shit in this microphone and coach rugby. Uh, anyway, as always, go the Eagles, and we will see you when Chubby gets back from the bender.